Good morning. Let's do go through the Bible reading. So, reading this morning is from Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4, and I have to apologize, you'll have to bear with me, I prepared my message from the NIV, and you guys are going from the ESV, so uh, we'll have some fun together. (laughs) Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Now, just before we do get started, would you please bow your heads and pray with me? Lord God Almighty, you are here with us this morning. We just want to thank you for this opportunity to gather as your people, that we can be not just in this building, but be here as a community of believers. Lord, we profess that you are Lord and God, and we we pray and ask this morning that you would speak to us through your word. We ask that you would touch and transform our lives, and as we look at this topic of our identity in you, we pray that you would strengthen us in your word. You would lead us in your light, Lord, and that we would walk in our identity, Lord, that you would be with us through every step of the day. Lord, help us to surrender our lives to you. Help us to lean on you and to not walk in our own understanding. Uh, we just say thank you for the awesome, amazing God that you are. And we, um, we say thank you for the opportunity this morning to spend time together. Pray this in your mighty name. Amen. Welcome. Again, it's great to be back here at Mansfield. A couple of you uh, might know me quite well. Um, Me and my family used to be here back in 2008 to 2012. There's a photo for those of you who do know me, a bit of a reminder what my family looks like. Um, Those of you who haven't met them, um, that's them. (laughs) And um, it really is awesome that after having been here for four years and now with me working at Redlands Reform uh, as the youth coordinator there, uh, it is a privilege to be here and to share God's word with you today. And um, I just want to make clear that as I stand here and I preach to you from God's word, I'm at the same time preaching to myself because God's word and authority is higher than all of us and I come under God's word and authority as well, and I too still need to grow in my identity with Christ. So just want to make sure that's known. Uh, You can ask Jesse and Vernon, they live with me, they'll tell you I'm not the perfect person. Um, But this passage that I'm sharing with you, I I really enjoyed preparing because it, it speaks of our identity. And when I turned 18, my faith became real to me. I've been in church. My parents were good Christian parents. They brought us up in the ways of the Lord. I knew God's word. But the problem was, it was always a head knowledge. It was always a striving. It was always trying to get there. But at 18, I went on a short-term mission trip. And all of a sudden, it just clicked. And that head knowledge became heart knowledge. 
And that is why I'm excited to share with you today because it talks about our identity in Christ. And I truly believe that if we know and walk in our identity as Christians, our church community will change. Our local community will change. Our world will change. And we will see a generation that will walk boldly, both in truth, but also in love. And so my prayer today is that God will fill us with his spirit, that we will walk unashamedly in our Christian identity. And with that, we can jump into our passage. And I just want to read through Colossians again. So here we go. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And what I would like to bring to your attention in these four verses is the throne room language and that the heavenly language that is used, we can see raised with Christ above at the right hand of God, with Christ, in glory. All these words are painting a beautiful picture of us being in the presence of God. And it's in the context of this throne room, heavenly language, that we look and see what our identity is. We realize that our identity with Christ, firstly has already changed the past. Secondly, that it is currently changing our present circumstances. And thirdly, that it has already changed our future. So let's look at the first one, how it changes, or how it has changed our past. Please read with me from verse one, where it says, since then, we have been raised with Christ. Have been raised with Christ. That is past tense. And it's referring to our baptism, raised with Christ. Earlier in chapter 2, Paul speaks about you have died to yourself and now you're raised with Christ. It's baptism language. And this is good news because if we have died to ourselves, we, we are raising Christ, then every person on this earth has two realities. That is a physical reality and a spiritual reality, a physical location and a spiritual location. And the fact is that physically, you are seated here in Mansfield Christian Reformed Church. Well, I hope you know that. You are seated here in this church. But Paul says that if you are a Christian, you are raised with Christ, who is seated at the right hand, right hand of God. And that means that our spiritual location... If you call yourself a Christian, is that you are in heaven with Christ. And this is amazing news because, as you know, 
this was not always so because there was a point in time when we were dead in our sins and that all happened because of a fateful moment back in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve took that fruit, they ate of it and that spiritual location marker that said, with God, heaven on earth was moved to sinful, broken human beings being without God. Being without God for all eternity, that is what hell ultimately is. And now, brothers and sisters in Christ, we can celebrate because we are not left there at that point in time where we are without Christ. Because we have been raised with Christ. And if we are raised with Christ, then our spiritual location marker has been moved from hell to heaven, where we will be eternity with our God and Savior. This is the gospel. Me and you, dirty, rotten people, imperfect. We are with a perfect, holy, and pure God. That is the scandal of grace, that sinners like you and me will walk into heaven. How is that even possible? But it doesn't just stop with the first point that our past is changed. It changes our present When we look at the end of verse 1, it says, set your hearts on things above. And at the end of verses 2, set your minds on things above. Our hearts are often searching for something to treasure. And our minds are always occupied with something. And if we're not careful to set our hearts and our minds each and every day on things above... I can guarantee you that your heart and your mind will be set on things of this earth. We need to be intentional with where we set our hearts and our minds. But what on earth does it even mean to set your heart on something or to set your mind on something? I mean, this is very nice Christianese that people might not understand. And I think it's a good starting point that if you want to know where your heart is, look at where you spend your time and your money. What do you idolize? What do you have to have? Where do all those hours and all those dollars go to? And if you want to know where you set your mind, take into account your thoughts day by day. What are you thinking about? You know, when you, when you sit down to turn on a Netflix program, what are you thinking about watching? What are you thinking about saying to that person who was rude to you? What are you thinking about saying at this moment, or just thinking in general. Take your thoughts captive. Hardened mind. Okay. But at the end of verse 3, it also talks about another aspect. Our new identity is set to be hidden with Christ in God. And my question is, is that true for you? Are you hidden with Christ in God. Because if your heart and your mind is not set on things above, you won't be hidden with Christ in God. Though it is, it is already our identity, but there's this weird link where we need to walk in the truth that God has already proclaimed over our lives. But Where is your identity hidden? Is your identity hidden in your brand new car outside? Because I've got some nice keys and a nice little scratch mark 
on that car will mean that your identity isn't very safe. Or maybe your identity is hidden in your career. Nokia used to be the biggest smartphone company about 20 years ago. It's barely on the marketplace. Tomorrow you can walk into work and be made redundant. If your identity is hidden in your career, it's not hidden in a safe place. Maybe your identity is hidden in your family members, your husband, your wife, your children. I hope you have a lot of bubble wrap and I hope you have a backup copy of them because this is a dangerous world. And even today when you drive out of church, there might be a driver that goes out of control and you'll lose your family members just there. And then. Your identity isn't hidden in a safe place if it's hidden in your family members. How about if your identity is hidden in your nationality? We're in Australia. Our prime minister might be stabbed in the back at any moment and we'll have a new one. Or maybe... You're a South African. Didn't you see the elections? The ANC won again. You can't put your identity and your trust in your nationality because it is not a safe place to have your identity. You get the idea. You can't place your identity in anything on earth because in the end, sooner or later, it will let you down. It will disappoint you and it will come to nothingness. There is nothing that will last And that is why there is no better place for you to be hidden in Christ because he is seated at the right hand of God who is the ruler and the creator of this universe. If you are with Christ, then nothing can get to you. And with the following section, I want to proceed with caution because I do realize that there are people in this congregation who at this moment in time might be going through a hard time. And there might be someone who stands up and says, I have cancer. And the doctor says, I have a year left to live. Another person stands up and says, I just lost my job and we will have to sell the house to make ends meet. Another person stands up and says, we're currently going through marriage difficulties and things aren't very fun. Another person stands up and says, we just lost a child. And honestly, people in the church who stand up and say these things, I can't stand here at the front, at a pulpit at age 24, and give you magic words that will encourage you in a way that will magically take away your pain and your hurt. But... This I know, and this is God's word, no matter what this world throws at you, your identity is still the same. You are still hidden with Christ. Even in those hard circumstances, in the storm, you have an anchor that will last and that cannot be shaken. And this is why Christ endured the cross and at the end he cried, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? He was abandoned by God in his most darkest hour so that you never will have to. In your darkest hour, you will never cry these words, Father, Father, why have you abandoned me? Because he's with you in those moments. 
And it's something we see time and time and time again throughout church history. That in the darkest hour, Christians testify of the love, joy, and peace of God. That surpasses all understanding. And so I want to encourage you this morning. No matter where you are in your journey... That if you are a Christian, you are hidden with Christ. And nothing can change that. And if you want encouragement, I really would highly recommend, go read a book called The Hiding Place by Corrie Ten Boom. It's about Corrie, who is in the Second World War, going through concentration camps, and she finds a refuge in God that is just beautifully astonishing. So if you need encouragement, um, please come talk, talk with someone here, one of your Christian friends. Let them pray for you for encouragement. That's why we've been given prayer. That's why we've been given a community. But also draw on the strength of the past history of the church. And go read that book. Highly recommend it. So our past has already been changed. Our spiritual Location is now with Christ. Our present is being changed by identity because we are hidden with Christ. But our future is also or has already been changed. Our identity in Christ is changed. And we'll see in chapter 4 where it says, when Christ appears then you also will appear. I don't need to spend a long time on this section because it's fairly simple. If your identity is in Christ, then you are neither an optimist who thinks that people and the world is going to become better because Jesus told his disciples things are only going to get worse and worse and worse. Neither are we a pessimist who thinks that the world is going to end up in the gutters because we have the book of Revelation which tells us clearly that in the end, Jesus wins. But rather, what we are as the people of God, neither optimists nor pessimists, I'm stealing from a guy called Craig Hamilton, he calls us optimists. We have a hope that is based in our identity with Christ. That we will appear with him when he returns. And that means that we can face the future no matter what. That is the hope that we have. So this is who we are. We are raised with Christ. Out of sin and death. We are hidden with Christ in God. And nothing can change that. And thirdly... We have a hope that continues to motivate us because we will appear with Christ in glory. Just before I finish up, I want to challenge you. You might be here in this church and you might not yet be a Christian or you wear the label of a Christian, but your heart has not been changed yet. you can clearly see the benefits of being with Christ from this message. The identity that we have as Christians, that 
our eternity is forever changed. Our present is forever changed. And our past has been forever changed. And I would like to encourage you to, to speak to either myself, Pastor Johan, or a good Christian friend, and to hear why they have this hope, why they are a Christian, and to be challenged by that. I don't want to do a quick prayer with you because I believe that Jesus tells his disciples to count the cost and that there is a price to pay to follow him. But that price is worth it. So speak with your friends. I want to challenge those of you who are Christians here this morning. We have a tendency to put our identity back in the old things that define us. But later in this passage, Paul says, clothe yourselves in the new and put off the old. And so that is my encouragement to you this morning. Walk in your identity. That's what I started with. If we walk in our identity, our church will change. Our community will change. This world will change. Not because we are nice, but because God is working in and through us. And how can we not change if that is the fact? And why would we, if we are children of God, clothe ourselves in dirty rags when we have been given beautiful clothes that reflect our Heavenly Father? And finally, the last thing I would really recommend to you is go read the rest of Colossians 3 because this, these four verses that I shared on only captures how we change the way that we think. From verses 5 onwards, it starts to tell us how we ought to live our lives in light of this new identity, how we live as individuals and as a community. And I just think it's a beautiful passage. And when you look at it, you will see those words of God coming through heaven on earth. That is the community that is described in the verses that follow. So go read that. And then finally, I, I just want to encourage you, if you want to, to talk to me, if you want prayer, talk to me or any other, any, anyone else. We're all Christians. We can all pray for each other and minister to one another. Let's walk in our identity as Christians with boldness. Let's pray. Lord, we just want to say thank you. You are an amazing God. You, you touch and transform lives. Even when we are broken, even in our hardest circumstances, when we are going through the storm, Lord, you are the one who are, who's with us. We pray that we would day by day renew our hearts and our minds, that we would set our hearts and our minds on you, that you would be our identity, Lord, that we would be raised with Christ and walk in that identity, that we would be hidden with Christ, Lord, and that we would walk in that identity, that we would walk in the identity of appearing with you, Lord, when you come back and you will reign over all things, Lord. This is an amazing thing, and we are just so thankful that you have provided the love, the grace, and the mercy, Lord, that we are here this morning and we can sing your praise. Be with us, lead us and guide us, and we pray that you would bless us as your children to go into this world, Lord, and to share who you are, to share the hope that we have, to share our identity with others. We pray this all in your mighty name. Amen.